Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 6 of the Working 2 and 8 podcast, and I am your host, The Real Craig J. This week I'm joined in my office by Larry Middleton of Sullivan's Resort. Larry, the mission of this podcast is simple. Working 2 and 8 is out to connect entrepreneurs through a collection of stories, learning what passions have landed and or kept them here to live their dream of owning and operating their business in northern Minnesota. That sounds great, Craig. So, Larry, we've known each other quite a few years, and uh, we have no idea what we're going to say, but we do not. We're just going to wing it. That's what I hope draws people into this to this show. Sure, sure. So, we're just going to sit here. You're one of the few people. Actually, it seems like I have quite a few people that are willing to get behind this, and everybody works together. Everybody succeeds together. That's what we want to do. So, um, to get everybody to know you just a little bit, give us a little bit of your history and kind of. I mean, I happen to know this was a dream of yours to be in this area, but let's let the listeners learn a little bit about you and find out why. Wow. A little bit about me. Uh, well, I've been working in the motorcycle industry, which is how we met. Uh, I worked in that industry for over 32 years. Most of that career was spent with Tucker Rocky. Um, I actually moved to Minnesota in 1997. Um, I was a sales rep for Tuckeraki, just doing the metric side of stuff, and then um, ended up spending about 21 years in the Twin Cities, uh, working and being an outside rep for Tuckeraki and working in the motorcycle business uh, there. And then um, got to where I just wanted to change things up a little bit, and uh, we started looking. Well, it had probably been eight years ago now, and we started looking at a resort. We spent five years uh, looking and prospecting and trying to find a place to buy. And then finally, in 2016, we found what you would call our dream, and we bought a resort on North Long Lake, Sullivan's Resort uh, and Campground. We've got uh, 12 cabins now. Uh, we have 51 campsites. So it keeps us pretty busy, but um, it is something that we truly enjoy and love to do at this point. So That's awesome. Everybody wants to live their dream, and it was funny. I remember getting the call from you saying, hey, buddy, I, uh, I'm not at Tucker anymore. <laughs> and you kind of shared the news with me, and it was actually really cool. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was a really proud moment for me, uh, thinking that I was probably going to retire from that company. And then changing the ways and uh, working for five years to kind of accomplish a dream. Um, it gives you a real self-satisfaction uh, in doing that. So it's cool because I always just give you shit because you're always just living life on vacation. Seems like it in the winter, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's not at all. So I, I know a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that people may not realize. Yes, there are, there is always something going on in the resort, whether it's open or whether it's closed. There's always something going on behind the scenes. You just you just never know what's going to happen. It's crazy. So the the theory of this podcast, or kind of what I'd, I'd like to accomplish with this, is if people want to start small businesses or if they want to you know, make their business better. Hopefully we can give them some advice and some pointers. I'm no expert by no means. Oh, me um, neither. <laughs> we've watched each other experience this. So hopefully listeners can pick up a thing or two and it helps them along their way and hopefully they can reach out to us. We can help them as well. Yeah, I'd love to help. So to talk about, uh, you know, one of the things is I really love Northern Minnesota. Um, in all the years, all the jobs I've had, You've probably heard me tell people that are like, God, why the hell do you live up there? Well, there's nowhere else we can get everything we get here. Um, your dream was to move to this area. 
northern Minnesota, if I remember correctly, is yeah. specifically where you were looking. It didn't. It landed you here, it, but it was northern Minnesota. Yeah, it was kind of a logistics thing. Uh, when you're buying a resort, you got to think of all things going on around that resort. Um, and one of the things that we were a little concerned with is what if we ever go back into a recession? You know, I worked in the motorcycle business in 08 when we went through a huge recession and people weren't driving long distances. They weren't doing stuff. And that's why we kind of picked this Brainerd area um, because it's just two and a half hours away from the Twin Cities. And from what I learned uh, trying to get into the uh, industry, the resort industry, is that you need to be somewhat close to the cities to, to survive. And that's the reason why we chose this area and started looking for resorts really hard in this area. It's funny you say this area because there are literally resorts everywhere. Thousands and thousands, although it's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> why is that? Um, I just think that uh, my personal opinion, not professional, but my personal opinion is that uh, we've come into a new new age group, uh, the millennials, and um, this requires a lot of dedication and a lot of work. And I just don't think that some of the newer, younger people coming up have the desire to work as hard as it, it, that you have to, to run a resort like this. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, this, this totally distracted me from the question I wanted to ask you, but... Um, the amount of dedication and work that you put in, um, you and I right, recently traveled by vehicle across this country, and uh, you're literally from one end to the other. Yep, <laughs> your uh, your wife is home pumping water. I mean, and doing all this behind the scenes work. Nobody sees that. No, no, not at all. It's uh, it's definitely something you have to have a good partner to do this with. I would never ever try this without somebody that I truly believed in that could have my backside all the time. And I probably would feel the same way that my wife, you know, reciprocates that back. You know, she would not try this without having somebody that's 100% dedicated going into this. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it's like I say, it's just amazing how much work really goes on behind the scenes because you know we you know you just don't see it. Yeah. And, you know, just like uh, this morning, you know, before I came into this podcast, you know, I had to go out, I uh, had to go pump some water, get the pumps running and they're all being monitored now by my wife. And so there's always something going on. As we said, there's always something going on here at the resort. <laughs> so we have to literally vacation when it is 30 below zero. So, you know, nothing's going to break free and start flowing water on you. Exactly. And that's maybe not even true there. We actually left, <laughs> uh, went on a two week vacation this week, this year in, uh, February, the first two weeks of February. And, you know, lo and behold, that second week started coming along and we were really all into going. And by about midweek, we were actually heading home because we were nervous about all the snow that we got while we were gone. So, um, yeah, you just got to always stay in touch and in tune with what's going on around here. So one of the questions I had, and this is the one I was going to get at sooner was when you were looking for a resort, you told me that you had been doing this for a while and, uh, I, my question was, how in the hell do you find a resort? I've never seen, I guess, and I don't look for resorts, but are there resort-specific realtors? There is. In the state of Minnesota, um, and I'll even give him a plug, uh, Minnesota Resort Sales. Um, that guy specializes in nothing but resorts. He has people all over the state. I believe he has three to four sales reps, and all they do is specialize in resort business. So if you need to go find a resort, you can contact this guy. I would say looking at his uh, listings versus everybody else's listings, I would say he probably lists 85% of all the resorts for sale. Huh. That's Are there a lot of resorts for sale? Um, there seems to be always 20, 30 
you know, for sale all the time. It is a, you just don't put one on the market and all of a sudden, you know, it's not like selling a home three days later, you got an offer. Um, it's more like three years later, you have an offer. So it's quite an ordeal to buy one and then try to find one and get it listed. And, you know, if you're going to go try to get out of the business, it's going to take you two to three years to be able to do that. Huh. Well, that would explain maybe why we're losing or there's a decline in resort numbers is because if you have to wait three years, you could lot it off and probably sell it yeah, the, faster. Yeah. The previous owners that I bought this from, um, they had it listed for three years. I looked at it at the very beginning when they first listed it and it just didn't seem right. And so we waited three years, they reduced the price and then we started uh, talking and negotiating after that and made a purchase. And yeah, and I've gotten to watch you. I've been fortunate enough to see this and it's been going well for the entire time, as far as I know. Yeah, Craig, it has been going pretty well. You know, there's always something going on that you never expect. Um, I will say we had some adversity. Uh, year one went great. We had a great year. Everything was good. Revenue was up. Everything looked great. And then uh, year two came along. We managed to do everything okay there. And then at the end of year two, um, the old federal government stepped in and FEMA came in and rearranged the floodplains. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I get this letter from my banker stating that I've got to get flood insurance. I've got 60 days to do it. Um, and by the way, they don't accept checks. They, uh, well, they will accept a check, but they don't have any financing available for that. So you need to pay that in cash. That never takes any, that won't take a blow to your checking account at all. Correct, correct. Not only, you know, we had a major, major uh, repair to do on the resort in year two. Um, as I'm learning living here on the lake, uh, everything's constantly changing. And we learned uh, very quickly that uh, rising and lowering temperatures uh, on the lake tend to cause pressure. And uh, with that, we had a huge uh, pressure ridge uh up on our property with it actually the entire beachfront raised about three and a half feet uh, and literally left my resort useless to the water so earlier in that year we had to redo the entire shoreline all 500 feet of it which doesn't sound like much but when you have to pay somebody to do that it's quite expensive and then at the end of the year we get hit with this flood insurance thing um, that was quite quite the ordeal and then trying to get out of that flood insurance ended up being quite the task as well. It took me almost another year to get that completed. You got to love government stepping in and taking control, right? You know, it's, it's amazing how they can come in and serve and not even survey your property and tell you that they've changed the floodplain. And now all of a sudden you're in a floodplain and you have to well, basically prove your innocence to them that you're really not in the floodplain. That's unfortunate. And I remember that being quite costly and time consuming and Yes. It was, yeah, I remember that being a struggle. It was a big struggle, but we are over it now. We're happy to be over it. We got everything under control, and we're just looking for really a positive year going into our fourth summer. That's good. So going in four years? Spear, not four years. Four. Three years, but fourth summer. So we uh, wow. took possession in June of uh, 2016. So um, we're going now into this. So, yeah, this will be our fourth year. That just doesn't seem like it. It's been so fast. Yeah, it has been. It actually goes by pretty quickly. For sure. So we want to try to find some lessons here for people. Um, and one of the things that you had said was talking about the constant change. So you were you were a motorcycle guy forever. You helped motorcycle dealerships. You helped them become busier, draw traffic, and just be more successful. Um, how much of that has related to the resort? Oh, I think a lot because as a sales rep, outside sales rep, everything changes every day. 
I mean, that was part of my little struggle that I had with that company was you just never knew what the day was going to bring because you could plan it out as well as you wanted. But as soon as you walked into a dealership and they were busy at the parts counter and it may take them an hour to get unbusy, well, guess what? You're an hour behind schedule now. <laughs> so dealing with adversity became something you know of the norm for me. And then applying that to here, um, I think it really helped me a lot to be able to overcome all that stuff that gets thrown at you day by day by day. And I would have to think that going from an outside sales rep coming into places, now you're seeing what that guy, you're seeing the business side of what that salesperson comes in. Sure. Probably learn quite a bit of behind the scenes stuff, even though it's a different industry. Correct. There are still a lot of things that apply. You know, you just really got to, uh, you know, you're out in front of the public eye the whole time. You just got to be aware of what's going on and make sure everything's happy. Because not just when mama's happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> oh no, oh no. You got to keep, uh, you know, on any given big holiday, I could have up to 500 people on my property at the resort. So yeah, it's the mama helps. Definitely. If she's happy, a lot of people are going to be happy. So. Right. But you got to keep 500 people happy as well. And when everybody's happy, it is just fun. It is. It is. It's just, um, it's one of those things that uh, you're selling fun the entire song and people are there to be on vacation. Um, and to me, I've always had a passion of making everything fun. Uh, I worked in the motorcycle industry until it wasn't fun. And once it wasn't fun, I switched and now this is my new passion. And it's just great to be able to spread all of that around. That's funny because you are actually probably one of the most passionate guys I know when it comes to just about anything. So <laughs> I do tend to dig in a little bit and uh, I am a little boisterous and uh, I, I will stand up and talk about what I believe and what I have passion for, for sure. As everybody should. You know, I, I tend to, you know, in my other career, get a little loud and talk a little uh, abrupt about some things. But as I always said, it was always the passion. This is my passion. And that's why I'm so adamant about what I'm saying. So you got to be, I just kind of want to, there's a way, I don't know how I want to say this, but um, the constant change. Okay. So you're passionate about keeping everybody happy. So you're constantly adapting to what's going on in the area. How many times do you have to remind yourself when that guest says something absolutely ridiculous that just lights Larry up like you wouldn't believe, but you have to go, wait a minute, this guy's on vacation. He probably didn't mean it that way. Yeah, we have a little joke at the uh, at the resort. We always say everybody that comes up for vacation, uh, you know, a lot of our people come from the Twin Cities and a lot of them are in high pressure jobs. We usually say that it takes about two days for them to decompress and actually become human again to where they're not chewing your uh, head off and saying stuff they probably shouldn't have said and, <laughs> and that. And it, it does happen, but yeah, you do, you do get that occasionally. And, um, you know, it's usually that... Uh, uh, afternoon hour where you can maybe sit down at dinner time and relax and maybe I'll be sitting at the lake drinking a beer and thinking that you know what that guy said wasn't all that bad he probably just was having a bad day hasn't decompressed yet and just let him go and follow up the next day and see how everything's going and usually you find that he's mellowed out and it's all better that's probably a pretty important lesson for anybody starting a business actually it is and something that was very hard for me to learn to do because I'm uh, I'm a, a, a hard worker to say the least, and I'm always on the go. And for me to slow down a little bit and just enjoy what's around me, um, I made a pretty good point at least two to three times a week last year just to stop, take some time, whether it be a half hour, 20 minutes, just sit down in my golf cart at the resort, look at the lake, maybe have a drink of water, maybe have a little cocktail, maybe have a beer or something like that, but just sit down and relax and then go back to work and enjoy what you're doing. 
and sometimes I, you know, even here at the office, just working by myself, I'll just get, you start to get frustrated. You have to actually stop and go, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm doing something I love to do. How can I be angry with anything? Correct. Correct. And sometimes I just reflect on where I was, you know, where I left and, you know, would you, you know, how would you handle that situation at your last place and, and think about how much better it is where you're at today? Because, you know, literally I'm working at the lake all day long. I'm outside. I'm not stuck in a room. I'm not any of those things that I was before. I'm not stuck behind, you know, a windshield and four doors and driving to the next stop and that kind of thing. So you got to just put it all in perspective. Yep. And all these guys are on vacation. And of course, you know, you may have heard the same question 400 times, but it's their first time asking it. So correct. you got to remember that too. Correct. That's a, that's a common thing with my business and yours. Oh, I think so. For sure. I think with every business. Yeah. So what can we give some kids that are, you know what, here's one. I got, uh, there's a, a girl that helps me in Sturgis. Her and a group of friends are starting this little online boutique thing. Um, and they're opening a storefront. I have no idea what this is. It's not my department, but let's generally say if you're going to start a business, what is something you have to think of that they're going to forget? Do you oh, have anything? Lord. <laughs> There's all kinds of things you could forget. Um, I think one thing that maybe that you will lose in the beginning is why did I do this? Because it's going to be high pressure. You're going to have a deadline to get open. You're going to have a deadline to get to do this. You're going to have a deadline to do that. And just don't forget why you're there. Because you started this nine times out of ten because it's a passion that you have. It's something that you love to do. And so you're trying to work in something that you love so you're really not working. So always keep that in mind, I guess I would say. It's just keep keep the remember the passion while you're there. That's actually pretty good because I think... It's real easy. So I've started a bunch of stuff. I've failed at a bunch of stuff. I've been successful at a couple of things. Um, it's easy to get so wrapped up in the work of it that you forget the big picture. Oh, so for sure. That's probably good advice because you'll spend many sleepless nights. You, know, you wake up at two in the morning and think, I think I forgot to shut the coffee off at the office. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> is it burning down? <laughs> What's happening? And then you can't go back to bed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, I've been there, done that same thing. You know, did you do this? Did you do that? Oh, gosh, I think I left that on last night. And uh, Did you burn that up? And, you know, you just got to, it'll all be okay. It'll all work its way out. Yeah, so don't lose sight of your passion. Keep an eye on what you're doing or why you're doing it, really. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? And the why has to be pretty important because if you're doing it for the money, that's that's probably, probably not the right way of doing it. I mean, what I found, at least in my last life, and it's coming to me in this one, you know, I'm only going into my fourth season, my third year here, but uh, don't worry about the money. The money will follow you. If you do everything right, if you treat people with respect, you, you, you give them what they're asking for as much as you can. You'll never be able to please everybody. But if you can keep all that going, the money will follow you. It always has. In every business that I've had, I've always, when I was working in the motorcycle industry, I always treated the dealers exactly how I'd want to be treated if I was in that same situation. Um, and, and that works and it follows you. I never worried about the money at all. And the money just followed me. It just started coming as people started coming on board and you start getting more business and more business. And like in my business now, the way I know that I'm doing the right thing is by all the rebooks. Um, right now, going into June, I think I probably have, or into, into July for bookings, I'm 90% booked for July and probably three quarters of the way booked for August. Wow. That's way in advance. Yes, it is. And that's the first time we've done that. So that tells me that, you know, what I'm doing and the fun that I'm showing while we're there is they're seeing it and they're enjoying it and they're coming back. 
Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. How do they book? Is it online? Do they have to call? Uh, no, what we do, we do something a little bit different, you know, and um, we allow you to verbally tell us that you want to come back at the end of your stay. So you actually have the first chance of uh, rebooking your stay the year, the day that you leave. And then uh, after that, we send you out a reminder letter in uh, December. Uh, we do it right around Christmas time because, you know, everybody gets together with family to see everybody. So we send that letter out in December and then you have until uh, January 15th to get your deposit in for the next year. And usually we even let that slide till about the 1st of February. If we don't have your deposit by the 1st of February, then your, your reservation becomes open uh, for the public and you'll probably lose out. So, so this is kind of like Larry's timeshare. You can uh, almost <laughs> with no contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you just, you know, we, we are pretty popular destination. This resort has a lot of history. It's been a resort for over 50 years and I have people that have been coming. Uh, my biggest customer, um, resort probably has three quarters of my resort, uh, for a week stay. And they've been doing that for over 30 years. That's amazing. Three quarters of your resort? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, actually, one of the people in that group, they actually have a seasonal spot at a resort down the road from me. Um, and because their family has been coming there so long, they actually don't stay at their own place. They stay at one of my cabins. Huh. And, and so they can be with the family the entire week. I think it's kind of a neat deal. That's awesome. So I can book my campsite or whatever, and I can come and stay with you for a week in August. And when I leave, I can say, you know what, Larry, I want this spot next year, same time. Yep, for sure. And then we write you in and we send you the paperwork and hopefully we get your deposit in January and away we go. Huh, that's cool. That's a good way to plan family vacations. And I love your idea of sending them in December. Uh, yes. Reminders. Yes, that helps us out quite a bit. It also helps out with our cash flow issues. <laughs> Coming into that January <laughs> month, you know, we, uh, we really don't get paid anything after October. So... Right. Um, to keep the books going, you got to have something coming in. And, and that's one of the ways that we do that to create some income in January. Which points out a lesson to me. So you've created a way to generate income in the middle of the winter when you're not even open. But I look at that from my point of view as a service to your customer because now they can completely forget about it. Correct. And then you remind them, hey, since you're going to be a family this season, just wanted to run this by you. If you're planning it good, if not, no big deal. Yeah, for sure. So asking for money is not always bad. Never. Never in my book has asking for money ever been bad. Nobody, no business yeah, nobody in business should be afraid of asking for money. Correct. So how much time, this just popped in my head. I have no idea why. So you're there mowing grass, you're weed whipping, trimming. How much time does that take every week? Um, well, it takes two guys anywhere from, uh, four to six hours, depending on what we're doing and what's going on around the resort. Oh, that's not, not so bad. It's not so bad, but you know, we're on big mowers. I got two commercial mowers. Um, um, it makes it kind of easy. And to be honest with you, one guy can do it in a day if he has to, but it is a full day's but, job yeah, if you're doing it by yourself. That's what I was going to say. It's a full day's labor to do that. Correct. So then you're down to six days to keep everything else up and running. Correct. And then putting out fires in between. So no, <laughs> never fires, uh, <laughs> never yeah. customer you know, issues. When you're, when you're dealing with buildings built in the eighties, same as <laughs> 10 to breaks. So. And we're not talking about fires like things catching fire. Correct. Just out of use, you know, just things start wearing out. Um, I'm starting to see now that some of the electrical outlets are, cause they've been in there since the eighties. Um, they're starting to, they're starting to fail. So I happen to know then 
also that you've been remodeling cabins also. Did you do one last year, one this year? Um, we have done one every year that we've been there. So our first year in, we uh, took our cabin number five and did a total remodel on the kitchen, uh, the dining room, and the bathroom. Um, that was our first year. And then our second year, um, we lifted a cabin up, which was kind of crazy. I actually, uh, we had some uh, rotting floor joists uh, underneath the cabin, and I actually picked that cabin up three feet off the ground. I paid a house mover to come in. Um, we uh, reinforced all of the uh, floor joists in that and redid the bathroom because when I actually went in there and discovered the problem, the only thing holding the floor in uh, in that bathroom was linoleum. Because once I removed the linoleum, I fell right through the floor. <laughs> Did you get a hold of, of the linoleum company so you could replace it with the same thing? <laughs> almost. Almost. So, yeah, we did that. And then this winter now we are doing uh, our cabin number six. And we're doing another total remodel on the bathroom, the dining room, and the kitchen, and the, and the front room. And actually just yesterday I finished the uh, uh, vinyl laminate flooring. So I'm kind of getting good at some of this home improvement stuff. This is my third job now, vinyl laminate flooring. And, uh, I'm getting to where it actually looks good now. <laughs> That's good. So then when you want to do it inside your actual house, it'll look like you know exactly what you're doing. Well, we're hoping. We're hoping for sure. <laughs> so we're at a total of three remodeled cabins. Yes, sir. How many cabins are there? Um, I have 11 on my property, and then this year we just introduced uh, a friend of mine bought the house next door to us, and we're going to open that up into a v VRBO now. So I actually have 12 units that I can rent out uh, during the season. That's crazy. So one thing that maybe we need to point out is you're constantly reinvesting into the business. Yes, for sure. I think that goes with any business that you're in. You really have to look at what you have and make sure it, it, it is what you need. And it's not worth the time and trouble to work with dilapidated equipment and stuff like that. You need to make sure that everything's up to date and you're being the most efficient you can be at what you're doing. Well, that a lot of that comes with experience too. Because all of a sudden, you know, not so much in cabins because that's not, you know, that's taking up your time, building it, you're expensing it, but you're not going to have any failures throughout the year is what you're avoiding. Correct. And that's one thing that we try to, we, I, at least I pride myself on. If we do have something break, it's very unfortunate and it's bad if you're on a stay. Hopefully it's nothing too bad that we can't deal with, but uh, fix it right. Do it right the first time. You don't have time. I always have a saying, the faster I go, the further behind I get. Um, I think we just heard that <laughs> when we were on our trip together. Yes. So uh, do it right the first time, and then because then you you know you'll never have to go back and fix it again if you do it right the first time. So that's no, always a good yeah. Model. So investing in your business that's for sure a good way to do it. Um, as I'm learning here in the shop, I had to buy some equipment this week, and I did a bunch of research, and I'm like, you know what, the money I'm going to save researching this. I can have this product shipped and I can actually get paid. So maybe I just need to pull the trigger on the right deal. Well, it looks like it's right. Um, and, you know, my time is worth money, but now I'm going to have the right equipment to get things done properly. Correct. So investing in your business, that's a good a yep. good lesson. Yep. And we're just starting that right now. We just, uh, uh, we're going to sell our old pontoon, our rental pontoon, and we're going to invest in a new one. I've been down at uh, Brainerd Motorsports. We'll give them a little plug here and uh, working with those guys and trying to get a new pontoon going. We need to get them on the show because I have I graduated with Brad over there. Oh, did you really? And uh, I don't know if he's owning it yet, but he should be by now. Well, I'm sure he's um, got a big part of it. Yeah, and his dad, I believe, is the owner. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we got to get them on this show. So if you guys are listening, give me a, give me a holler. 
So <laughs> we're always looking for guests. Um, I did an event last night where I got to hand out a few cards and people want to come on board. So it's pretty cool. So I appreciate you coming on and, you know, we're not the end, but I just want to say right now, I appreciate you coming on and helping me get the bugs worked out and stumble through these first few episodes. Oh, well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little honored that you even asked. So uh, uh, it's great for me. I think it's great for everybody. I'm always into helping people. And just if we can share something with you that makes your life easier and maybe that aha moment with the light bulb comes on and we can do it in a simple podcast like that, that's great. Yeah. And this actually came about because I am a, a pretty avid podcast listener. I have some that I listen to that I make you suffer through on the trips across the country. I think even you've learned to start liking some of them. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've always been a, uh, uh, into helping, you know, listening to self-help stuff and that kind of thing. Um, I started out at a very young age. I was a very ambitious guy. And so that's what kind of pushed me through and I think got me to where I'm at. So if I can reciprocate some of that, it makes me feel good as well. And you know what? That's a lesson in itself. Uh, when people they start their business, they get so wrapped into work and work and work and work and they kind of forget to take care of themselves. Correct. And by taking care of themselves, you need to hydrate, most importantly. Yeah. You need to eat halfway decent. I mean, you don't have to go on a specific diet to be, you know, Joe Fitness, but um, you need to work on your brain constantly. And I find myself pretty regularly uh, listening to certain things on purpose because I, I start to get into a funk and you just got to get out of it. Sometimes it's just listening to that right guy. And I know who my guys are that I need to listen to. So Correct. Yeah. You've turned me on a couple of those guys. And now I find that, you know, um, I'm listening to them while I'm working on a cabin. I have my phone going and I have a speaker playing in there and I'm listening to podcasts and while I'm working and that kind of stuff. So it, it rubs off. And to, be, and to be honest with you, in the wintertime, I listen to podcasts every day. Um, that's what I kind of do. I, I'm lucky enough to be in this industry and I can go out and ice fish every day. I kind of hit the ice at about two o'clock and fish till dark. And part of my routine out in the ice house is a little bit of self-help. And I listen to uh, a couple of podcasts every day. So you say you get to sit in the fish house and uh, listen to podcasts all day. So that, that reminds me of the question, why no winter business? Um, buddy, it just comes with the territory. Um, when you're working a resort, um, you start at about mid June all the way through Labor Day. You're working seven days a week, 14 hours a day, sometimes 15 hours a day. Um, it really takes me till about March to make me want to work again. Um, yeah, I love it. Don't get me wrong, you know, but it, that's just part of the territory. That's part of what I agreed to in my head when I signed up for this program. And um, I find it, it's just part of what I have to do and why we don't open in the winter. Which I think, I think it's great. I can relate to it completely. Um, because as much as you love your job, you still need to get away from it. Sure. Yeah, um, no doubt about it. You know, we do, you came with me to Florida. The event we keep talking about was Daytona Bike Week. I'm all into bikes. Absolutely love motorcycles. You know that probably. Uh, I still have the passion myself. Yes. Yeah. It's in my blood. I'm never going to get rid of it. we don't stay at the rally because you know yeah we love it all day we're talking to people all day um we're listening to it all day it never bothers me but at night you need to get away from it you, you need do to relax. You decompress a little bit go have a drink go have some nice dinner sit down and relax and re you know recharge your battery going in the next day so if you're going to start a business don't forget that too correct hopefully all we got a few good things in here i think so i think so yeah I mean, nothing like following your dreams, and that's uh, that's something you got to do. The older I got, the more I learned that. And, you know, it's not all about the dollar. And I will have to admit myself that for a lot of years in the motorcycle industry, I was I was doing it for the money, doing it for the money, doing it for my daughter, doing it for that. And, you know, 
do it because it's your dream and you love it. That's perfect. God, that seems like an ending line right there. I know that you have to get going. You, you kind of squeezed me in here to, to get this done. Um, I appreciate you stopping by. Do we need to add anything before we? Oh, I don't know. Notes? We could probably I mean, sit here and yeah, we could. come up with a couple of good little nuggets <laughs> for everybody. But, uh, you know, again, just follow your dreams. If it's what you want to do, tackle it, overcome whatever obstacle it is. And what I learned with these resorts and looking at all these resorts, I mean, literally, I looked at probably a couple hundred resorts before I actually picked one. Um, just follow your dream, do what's right. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, this wasn't the first resort that I set out to purchase. I went after two or three others and somewhere along the way, it didn't work out. Something happened that it just closed the door on that deal. And nine times out of 10, it wasn't even that I even got excited about it. My accountant told me right out of the hole when I got a profit and loss statement that don't even look at this business. It doesn't cash flow. It's not going to be right. So you just got to keep digging at it and digging at it. You may not win the first time. You know, I think you're a perfect example of that. You've had some stuff that's gone a little awry on you, and yet you come back and you start something else, and you just keep going at it till you find what works. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's good advice. Keep plugging along. Um, you know, you watch my Monday show on Facebook, and that's kind of been the theme is, you know, whatever whatever knocks you down, just keep moving forward. So oh, yeah. try to take those lessons and apply them to your next challenge, and you'll get through it. So, oh, yes, for sure. So how can people get a hold of Larry? How can you follow Sullivan's Resort? Give us some addresses for that. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a Facebook page. Um, you can find us, uh, Sullivan's Resort, on Facebook. And then you can also go to uh, Sullivan'sResort.com. We have a full website. shows everything we've got there. Um, all of our listings, we even have availability. You can't book on our website. We like to make that a little bit more personal. So we do that uh, verbally with you, but you can look at everything that we have to offer and you can see that a lot of great pictures. We have pictures of every cabin on that website. It has every has a picture of every room with the bathroom because we didn't figure that was that important. We keep everything nice. So, um, we didn't put those in there, but, uh, yeah, that's how you can reach us. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming in. I know you got to get, get running. Um, folks, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, please let me know. Um, share this with people. Let them know. Um, this is a free podcast. If you're looking for the app to listen to it on, get a hold of us. You can contact me at working218 at gmail.com. There's no G. It's just working218 at gmail.com. We are at working218 on Instagram, and you can find us working218 on Facebook as well. So thank you guys for listening. Larry, thank you for stopping by. This has been fun. Yeah, great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.